yourselves. I or aspen trees, you are right. And I, the boys had landed on a floating forest. And yes, there were an elf there trying to end the world, and she were the the, the firstborn of, of Nix and all that. So no, uh, not an easy foe to take down. So, they sent Lunessa after her to distract her while the boys snuck out that um, sky uh, rock thing. Now, how did the boys get to the Isle of Eralona? That was where them new friends came in. Aye, <laughs> that leafy elf named Beloth. And the frozen little pixie named Juniper. They had a plan. And the next step took them straight into the eye of the storm. Where they faced the remains of the Yew tribe. And met Lumen's mother. Aye. What comes next is shocking. In fact. Downright horrifying, for the rift had torn into the past and the present of that island, and unleashed beings of dark, mystical powers. So parents, mayhaps cover the little one's ears when it gets a little bit too scary, eh? Now... Where were I? As you do this with your blade and you go to raise your right hand, you realize the compass is in your hand and suddenly the head turns toward the compass and a voice says, You stole stole that that from from my daughter. daughter. This was a gift. And she raises the kukris again and stands before you, standing back, keeping them both aimed at you and your group. Tell me. Where is my daughter, then? Who is your daughter? The Kukris go into their sheaths. My daughter is Lumen. Lumen, Lumen, you. you. Oh, God. Uh Uh-oh. She is safe. She is in the New Lands. Off to the Far East. And you can see the flames that make her head this strange cacophony of... Sometimes you see a flickering of a face and dirty blonde hair falling along her shoulders. But then she reappears as this more cosmic force. Says, I I have been been searching searching for her. her. None of these these are her her body. You tell me she lives. Well, she most certainly was not burned. Uh, The spirits are protecting protecting her. Yeah. Rest, rest assured, she is fine. I, I saw her, and I saw her happy. I sense that she is in danger, though. I sense she is lost in gold. What? How? 
Ashy. Ashy. To the, to the east, east, I have, I to, have go. to go. And suddenly, there is a terrifying... Oh, God. Deeper in the forest. Tell me, yes? Uh, I don't know. Silent, keep your eyes peeled. And everyone roll a niche. Oh, God. <laughs> a big old 19. Nice. What's your dex bonus? It is 4. Nice. 12. 13. Alright. Ias, because you were already battle ready, right? You already have Vanessa drawn. Ready. And maybe you quickly put the compass back over your head mm-hmm. as the amulet. Totally. But you begin to look out where that noise came from. And there's this strange, it's almost like a torch light, but more like a flashlight, right? Because it's a specific diameter that it's covering. Is It's like a purplish hue that looks like it's searching through the forest. It's standing about eight feet tall. And this blinding light is scanning the forest anywhere that it touches that strange erratic switch from flame switch to green dissipates and there's only a black forest within the purple light of this like charred light like the okay, okay. like charred remained remains or um destroyed forest or destroyed yeah. forest okay. right as this thing lumbers forward, you can tell it is on four legs. Oh. You get a better look as one flash of lightning lights this creature up. It is a horrifying visage. A fleshy <laughs> creature with elongated limbs running like a gazelle, but its feminine head has long hair, but where a face should be, this strange purple opening And inside, a myriad of eyeballs that have been collected. That thing is horrifying. (laughs) This lumbers toward you. Some monstrosity created by the opening of this rift. That's hideous. That is awful. (laughs) It is currently 40 feet away from you at the tree line of the forests that you are about to enter. Has it spotted us? It's got like a thousand eyes, man. It's It's running toward you. (laughs) It has heard the voices talking. I feel like it's going to be 90 feet away from me because I'm about to (laughs) back out here. Time to rod. Oh, my God. I just spit my beer all over myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's strange. Like the spines growing out of the back. Its grotesque limbs are stretched thin to their just thinnest make as this thing lumbers toward you. You do get an action. Uh, You can either approach it and attack, or you can (laughs) attempt something else. Yeah, I'm heading for it dead on. Um, Gonna try to stop its motion towards us to give Telnius a little bit of a buffer. Cool. This thing is called a woe strider for all my D and D nerds out there. Mm. Found in the mythic Odysseys of Theros. More like an oh no strider. I seriously, when I saw oh this thing, God. I was like, "We are using this," <laughs> and I'm terrified to use it. Like, what the fuck? I know, yeah. right? Seriously, who came up with this? The closer yeah. you get to it, D and D people. Ugh, I hate it. And I watched The Conjuring last night. Like, I'm prepared for this stuff, right? The Conjuring. So I want to give this thing, I want to give this whole scenario a buffer between me and Telnia. So I race forward. You said this thing is 30 feet away? Yes. I am making the full 30 feet towards this thing as I lift my right hand and I strike my forehead and down my face as Hunter's Mark appears on my face and then I thrust it outward forward as it just imprints on this thing's chest and then I just race in 
and you can see little flicks of flames start to travel up the hilt of my sword all the way to the end. Any place that your the flames touch flickering off, it like touches and it looks like it consumes the whole tree or consumes the whole bush that oh you run God. past. Like an image of the fires that once took this mm-hmm. island. Amazing. I get to that 30 feet marker and I just leap one knee forward as I bring both hands with Vanessa into this thing's chest for a diagonal slash across the chest. Alright, give me that attack. I hope it's a good one. 15. As you're rushing toward it, it steps to the side as your blade cuts its arm, but unfortunately does no damage. Nice. I immediately go in for a second swipe, coming back at it. Crit. Yes! <laughs> Pissing you off with its dodging action, you thrust Vanessa forward. So 12 plus... Oh, wait, I get to roll again, because it was a a one. Oh, on a one. Yes. Okay, 12. 19 points of damage slashing, 6 points of hot. Yeah, you slash out at that same arm, and instead of going for, like, the really thin, bony arm, there's more meat on the shoulder, like, you slash again and cut into this thing a squirt of purplish-black ichor sprays out over your face plus hunter's mark 1d6 hunter's mark 6 wow nice so that's 31 points of damage uh 19 plus 6 plus 6 yeah yeah plus 6 31 yeah hell yeah yeah the woe strider aims its face at you that purplish light overwhelms you Hunter's mark ends. Oh. Your blade, Vanessa, flickers with the the fire light. It stays on, but it flickers. It goes to make two claw attacks at you. The cone of light reaches back 60 feet and envelops Telnius, Beleth, and Silen. And during that time... Telnius, you feel like you can cast no spells. Hmm. Cool. You just got dissed. I did. <sighs> Dispelled. Where's my <laughs> Where's my hammer at, you know? You should have brought it. <laughs> All right, 25 for the first one and then 16 for the second. Um to hit, to hit. Uh both hit. 13 points of slashing damage and 5 points of psychic damage. Um, the cone, how, so you said it was a cone coming from its face. It's looking at all of us. 60 feet. 60 feet towards us, right? So how wide is the cone? So if it goes 60 feet out, I imagine it would be 30 and then 30. Well, 60, you were saying 60 feet total, like distance that it goes out. 60 foot cone. Okay. And then it would be 30-30 and then slowly come in. And are Because the cone at, makes the circle okay. at the end. So are we at the end, the very far end of the cone? Or you are were we like th- in it, in you're the middle in of it? You're in it, and it would take 20 feet of movement to sidestep okay. either left or right. Because you're straight down the middle. It yeah. aimed towards Ias, and Ias came straight from yeah. you guys. Yep. So it does envelop you. Okay. So, um, it's well, still its turn. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, uh, so you are now grappled. You can attempt to escape, but basically the two claws come down and just bat you left to right and then circle around you as as that strange opening of a face begins to close over your head. (laughs) Your head is surrounded by these eyes and you can see fingers and different pieces of human flesh that it has collected and is slowly digesting within its anti-magic mouth. As it bites down (laughs) Fucking crap! Oh Oh, man! 
Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh, that's the full damage then on that. Oh, okay. Tony, as you can make a new me, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just need the lower half, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm about to fuck you up. You said you were gonna. Yeah. He's a man of his word. 31 points of piercing damage. Oh. And there's more. <laughs> Comma. 18 points of psychic damage. And if your weapon hadn't been a Godforge artifact, mm. it would have suppressed its magical properties for one minute. Wow. But, Damn. But thanks to it being an artifact, you are... you. It saves the day. So it encloses you. When it does, and you're just surrounded, the psychic damage is a a feeling that you don't exist, that everything you've ever loved has disappeared. <sighs> All hope has <sighs> escaped your very being. As it then releases you, you are barely able to catch your breath as we go <sighs> next to actually Belveth's turn. And she is going to draw her longbow. Nice. And that is a hit with 23 and is going to do seven points of piercing damage. (laughs) God damn it. So excited it broke my pencil twice. Seven points of piercing damage and 18 points of psychic damage back onto it as within her arrow there is a song that goes as the arrow goes the song plays and it incites hope Whoa. fighting against this nihilism in front of you I know, right? Um, after making that attack, she's going to rush the 30 feet outside of that cone, kind of tucking and, and rolling to the right. Okay. All right, now we go to Telnius. Um, all right, so I want to run as like immediately to the left uh, 20 feet as quickly as I can. While I'm running... I want to use my bloodstone as I'm running and just see if I can use it in... Can I use the bloodstone or do I sense any power out of that while I'm in the light? No, because it must be activated with a spell. Okay. Like magic. Okay, so as I'm like running, I like, okay, I can't cast spells. What about this? And then I try and activate. I'm like, fuck, no. And so I'm running... Uh, out of the area as soon as I get out I want to um, turn towards how how big is the creature's it's head a, oh it's a large aberration so the head is probably the size of it's like an ogre's head, okay right so it's like two feet yes. maybe okay yes. perfect I want to pop open both of the water um, uh, bottles and I want to cast control water and I want to send all the water to its head and surround it, um, like completely surround the head so you can't see um, the eyes or it can't get anything inside the you know mouth or maw. And yeah. um, use, then use my, uh, if I can, I want to use my uh, bloodstone to turn it to ice. <sighs> so that like opaque ice so it can't like see out. The goal is to try and blind it. That's what I'm yes. trying. I mean, try and suffocate it too if possible, yeah. but ranch popsicle. Yeah. If- <laughs> ranch popsicle, exactly. If this thing uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh make an arcana check to just devise all those things yeah, at the, um, yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. So uh 23 the water surrounds the mouth as it's crying up at the sky, feeding off of the happiness within you, Ayas. <laughs> the water surrounds its head, and then Telnius, you... I mean, describe it. You okay, yeah. stretch so, out your left hand. So I flip them both open. I um, cast control water, which... Um, so I 
dip my finger in the water and I flick it towards the uh, creature. And as I flick it, all the water around me follows it, goes straight for the creature's head and just circles around it like uh, water going down a drain. And then with my bloodstone, I hold my hand up and you see the, the bloodstone flash red and that water turns solid to ice surrounding its head. Its screams are muffled and it begins to back away. We then go to Silent's turn. Seeing Ayas just take a uh, crushing blow, (laughs) I uh, dash forward towards the creature. As I'm moving forward and this water and ice forms around its head, I pull my staff from my back so that I'm rushing with it spade out. And as I near the creature, I run in between its legs and spear the staff up into the center of its belly. Ooh, give me advantage because it's at the moment blinded. Nice. 17. 17 is its AC. Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Goodness. So, uh, six points of damage on the first attack. Second attack. Just so you get advantage on all attacks if it's blinded, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Is that a good... No, it's a uh, 16. Damn. Just oh, one under. So um, although it was blinded, it doesn't get an attack of opportunity, but you running under as you're trying to pull your spade back out, it gets stuck a little bit so that when you come back with the other end of it, it then whips its head around and although covered in ice, senses your next attack and is able to skitter to the left. All right. all right, we then... I will... Oh, go ahead. Blows. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did I even try? As I go to strike, I'm just not close enough. Okay. Uh, oh, damn. Last one. Okay. 17. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Oh, man. <laughs> I will, striking it uh, with the flurry of blows, uh, see if it will pass a DC 15 to not be proned. 14. Doesn't he have disadvantage? So, it is. More like six. six. <laughs> so it is prone, and then also a stunning strike. Nice. So it is stunned for one round. Correct? At it the, is until, until the, the end, of, end of my next turn. Of your next oh, wow. Turn. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the screams were muffled, and it continued screaming as the ice enclosed around its head. With the prone and stunned strike, the screaming ends as it falls unconscious for these brief moments. We then look over, and there is Lumen's mother spinning her kukris, and she says, Go, go, go and, and find, find her. her. I and this, this ab- abomination. abomination. These, These things, things will leave my island and, and my, my tribe alone. As it comes up, pulling both kukris to start just stabbing down into its prone body. Awesome. See you later. Thanks. And I just start running. <laughs> For sure. Belleth like I, makes eyes and she begins to run as well. Yes. Like oh. looking at one hit on you, taking you down. I mean, how, are you... As we're like running away, like, Ayas, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not great. <laughs> uh, remind me. So this thing's stunned, right? Mm-hmm. For six seconds. So you guys have a round to run, which if you run or dash, it's triple mm-hmm. your speed. So you could get 90 feet away from it, just like Silent said. And that's if I well, sacrifice my feet. action just to flee? Just to flee, oh, yeah. Okay. But you see, oh, well, I guess your turn is first, so you'd be the first to decide. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, would it be worth it to make another attack and then run, or would it be worth it to just run? Well, yeah, if you run, then you would get three times your movement. If you attack, then run, you'd get 30 feet. You can tell this thing has only just been bloodied. Okay. It's not like at the end of its rope. Man. One more attack basically means you're re-engaged with it for another mm, however another round. many rounds. Okay, yeah. After that first attack, I just turn and I'm just like, 
That's a good idea. We should get out of here. Come on. And I just take off into the woods. All right. So Telnius and Beleth follow Silen. Following. <laughs> you don't need a second thought. No. Perfect. As you run deeper into the woods, Ias, you're barely catching your breath. Tears uncontrollably are coming down your face as you just remember that feeling of nothingness that overwhelmed you. Uh, but through those tears, you're looking at your compass. <sighs> North is that way. Come on. We gotta go. Lead the way, buddy. Uh, do you have a healing potion by chance? Uh, I... Beleth catches your shoulder before you look for a potion and says, oh, hold on, everyone, here. And her hand begins to glow on your fey-touched uh, arm, and those oh. vines begin to glow a bit as you take cure wounds at fifth level. Damn. 31 points of health. Wow. Okay, adding 31 to the old health. Yeah. She says, that, that was terrifying. You're telling me. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know. It was just, I was surrounded by hopelessness. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. There I... was no light at all. It sucked all the happiness from me. How dementorid. <laughs> what does that mean? It's demented, I misspoke. Her- it was okay. a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I read that. Big fan. Okay. Anyway, what was that arrow that you sent? The <laughs> song arrow. This is a blessed bow of Hathen. Her song, the song of the aspen trees, is carried with each arrow. Each arrow carved from a different aspen that has spent its life protecting. Protecting those who can't protect themselves. Well, that is sick. Like, super helpful, seems yeah. like. Yeah, it's very effective against things of creatures of that make. Yeah. I, uh... You don't think there's any more of those things around here? I don't want to stay long enough to find out. Good point. We should go. Come on. What, uh... What, uh... So it's super effective against them. What exactly is that? Is there something that we could do that would be especially effective just in case we do run into something like that? I I say as we're like running north. (laughs) As we begin to jog again, yeah, yeah, a quickened pace. She says, I I honestly don't know. I I don't know what that thing was made of or where it came from. I I just mean the song that is carried with each arrow is a defender song, one that brings hope. And as I have said, he felt hopeless, so I, I just mean that carrying a song in a place like this is, is, is worth it. Cool. I'm going to start singing every spell I cast. Just going to sing it. Cool. I'm sure that'll work. Probably work. work. And she, actually she, she notices and she is going to ask if you are willing and try to cast common emotions on you. Yes. For sure. Yeah, because I could tell that freaked Telnius out. Yeah. Not being sure. able to cast magic. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> when I saw useless. that... 60 foot cone of anti magic field spell. Yeah. It's like, cool. So, <laughs> Telnius is completely. I'm just like, oh my God. I can't even cast my like blood magic, like yeah. all yeah. of it. Remember so, when you used to have a mace? <laughs> I know. I'm not Aww. even. I'm not, what do I have? Like a, a pocket knife right <laughs> yeah. now? You know? You've got a, a pebble of amorite. <laughs> yeah. It's like a comet coming at you. <laughs> As you guys continue further into the woods. She, Beleth, casts calm emotions on you mm-hmm. as you're jogging, telling you as you feel this wave of comfort, a little bit of that same scent of like lavender and sage, but less malicious this time, yeah. you know, comes over you. But then as that wears off, you then smell the burned decay of, of this forest. Cool. So as you continue running what seems like a long time, uh, you are further and further from the settlement. And you begin to speculate that perhaps it was the amount of spirits that still remained trapped in that part of this island. It was manifesting these strange, fey, abyssal, 
type creatures. So aberrations. Like, we feel like there would be maybe more and more the closer to the death that we got, the further from the death we get, perhaps it'd be less likely. Exactly. Okay. So having those um, creatures, the they were called lampads, mm. the um, creatures that were popping yeah, in and yeah, out yeah, yeah. of the bodies, fucking creepy as hell as well. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, those collect around where souls are to be collected. Mm. You continue running northerly, and finally, in the distance, a great structure appears. And the reason you can see this more clearly through the ashen forest is because from within, a light is emitting. A dark, dark greenish light is spilling through four massive columns that hold up the structure of a the front facade of a temple. As it goes about 40 feet into the temple, though, you notice that the roof has caved in. You can see this because the green light is spilling through the back end of this temple. The furthest back is built into a cliff, so the light ends as it spills out from that collapsed roof, and you can see the light coming through the columns, and it and it's reflecting off that stone back or that stone mountain? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, so that cliff side. So yeah, you're coming side, yeah. to a more like the foot of a mountain where it mm-hmm. looks like this temple was maybe built mm-hmm. into the mountain. Oh. Was perhaps a holy place uh, for some of the elves of previous times. But now, obviously, a dilapidated ruin. It seems as if you can simply run through the openings of the columns into this area. And it's a deep, dark green light? Yes. I yell as we're running, Uh, maybe the emerald is in there? It's worth checking out. It looks green. That's my bad. This looks like the temple we've been looking for. The Dragdium. Let's go. He seems pretty stuck down there. I believe I've done my duty. Let's go through his stuff. <laughs> um, oh, don't need that. Just, ah. Ah, no teeth. Oh, well, I think I still have a few left over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, tastes like calcium. I love it. Wow. Oh, this looks interesting. Wow. Uh, transcript for mid-roll of season four, episode six. Sounds boring as hell. Unless it's a magic scroll. Then I should read the whole thing. <laughs> Pitiful fool. You didn't know you left your scroll up here. Transport me to the material realm, where I can find thousands upon thousands of teeth. All right, let me read this as fast as possible so I can be chomping on some new molars. Okay, it just says, Today's episode of Chasm Quest had Andrew as the danger mom, Taylor as Ayas, Micah Jordan as Telnius, with special guest Micah Wright as Silen from Pirate's Peak, and featuring Colin as Old Colleen. What a strange, archaic, uh, uh, ar- Arcanian uh, script this is. Wow, fascinating. I should not stop reading it, though. Mess up this ritual. The theme song was composed by Sam Anderson, and the sound design was by Alex Danner. You can head over... Who the fuck is you? You can head over to patreon.com slash chasmquest to support the Rowdy Boys, who sounds like a tough crew, and follow them on Twitter. Doesn't sound so tough. Sounds like just a bunch of birds tweeting. <laughs> and Instagram. That sounds weird. At chasmquest. And be sure to visit chasmquest.com for links to Discord, merch, and online wiki. Uh, speaking of merch, we have a new merch store. Not we as in me, it sounds like these Rowdy Boys do. Their merch can be found at chasmquest.com forward slash store. 
That's www.chasmquest.com forward slash S-T-O-R-E. Or you can go directly to the site by visiting chasmquest.threadless.com. That's right. We're on Threadless now. Woohoo! yippee ki This is a weird spell. Um, it says here, oh, there's a spell within the spell. You can be granted 15% off everything with the promo code GET15, G-E-T-1-5. Now you can use that starting Halloween day. Halloween, I know that. It's a fun day of chaos and mayhem. Well, anyway, you can use this code to get 15% off everything at uh, the chasm, uh, uh, threadless.com and especially our new Chasm Quest store uh, 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 starting at 10 a.m. on October 31st and ending November 10th at 5 p.m. Those times are Central Standard Time, CST. On there you'll find brand new designs including our boot and leg brewery designs on multitudes of things, uh, mugs, t-shirts, etc., a classic t-shirt logo, in case you still loved it. And, of course, the new architect art. Now, if you're a patron, we would recommend you not getting anything with the architect art until we ship out your gifts for our birthday, which uh, we had a bit of a hiccup, and we'll be sending those soon. How you doing down there? I'm uh, doing okay. I think I've run out of in my stomach. Good, good. That'll stop rotting your teeth. One last thing. Use promo code STAYROWDY at foundfamiliar.com. They sell coffee, and it's delicious. And nerd-themed. So, you all should be into it. So, with that, make sure to check out our new merch store and... Have fun finding new items to show off your um, favorite podcast of D&D. Lastly, make sure to leave a review and say hi to help this poor fella. Um, I'm guessing that's Mr. Andrew in there. Um, To get him out of this despair pit, he seems to be having trouble thinking of happy thoughts. So go leave a review at Apple Podcast. Get a shout out along with uh, getting this fool out of my trap. Oh, before I finish the scroll, I should get my good buddy. He loves going to the material realm. Hold on, real quick. Yeah. Hey, what are you up to? Oh, get out! <laughs> you were just at the material plane? Checking out. It looks green. That's my bad. This looks like the temple we've been looking for. The Dragdium. Let's go. And Belith runs with you as you continue forward. Give me perception checks as you go through the initial columns. Seven. Fifteen. Twenty-six. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Belith and Telnius. You were at the front, 
and you both rush in first, perhaps most excited to see, maybe not excited, most anticipatory to see how the ritual is going, to see the Emerald Stone, what is happening. And in the midst of you running, you run in a little further than maybe you would have if you had taken a second to look left and right longer. But what you see is the backdrop, the destroyed stone rubble, the collapsed rooftop that is piled in a large mound. Collected up toward the front of you, you see two large green, almost spikes sticking out of the ground, like some kind of statuesque uh, uh, figure. The bottom of it is covered in dust and rubble and dirt. And from it, there is a electric pulsing, green, but also black, surrounding this horn-like pillar. You follow the electricity back directly to your left as you see floating in midair 30 feet in front of this horn-shaped pillar floating a emerald gemstone two and a half feet tall yeah. with an eight inch diameter but it's it's more chaotic it's elongated mm. and, and and an uncut gem. jaded yeah exactly and from this you just see this almost blinding green light Belleth says tell me wait Ias and Silen, as you run through the pillars... More wisely. <laughs> Telnius and Belleth in front of you, they run to the right of the Emerald Stone forward, mm-hmm. but you stop in your tracks. You are coming in, and the Emerald Stone is right in front of you, right? Like 20 feet into the temple. And you look to your left, and you see three of these chaotic lightning energy like strands reaching from the emerald gemstone to the ground in three spots when you look down husks of what used to be the aspen elves lie prone on the floor the green and black electricity reaching their eyes as they turn their heads slowly toward you, all three of them, wearing robes. And silent, you're able to hear one of them. They whisper in Elven, Kill us. Before you can react, I need each of you to make wisdom saves. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't even get to make a save. I just I just fail automatically. Yeah. Um did I get owl's wisdom <laughs> on the uh on the contrary actually. Oh, I just saved. Um two. Oh. Not a charm effect. No, not a charm effect. 7. Telnius Belleth <laughs> has just said Wait, you look back, you see Ias and Silen looking to the left, and that's when you see the bodies on the floor, and you see the connection to two of the bodies begin to connect with the eyes oh, shit. of okay. your friends, and the connection leaves those two bodies and begins to focus in on Ias and Silen. You watch as their bodies are raised into the air. Their eyes completely glazed over with this green and black energy. And Belleth, she screams out, Talius, look! Inside the crystal! Something's wrong! And when you look back to the gemstone, 
you can see this swirling black orb within pulsing with worm-like tendrils growing in and out of it and it is infecting the electric energy that Hmm. is shooting out and enrapturing your friends Ayas and Silen as soon as that green flash hits your eye you do not feel your body you don't feel it rise into the air but instead you find yourself in a expanse your feet are touching the ground yes but only in a small circle around you can you actually see the forest you walk through it is the sandalwood forest and roll me survival checks do we see each other yes oh god that's so cool 24 nice uh 22 oh Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. You guys know strangely exactly where this is. This is just on the outskirts of Penton. But when you look up to the hill where the city of Penton should be, just outside of the forest of Sandalwood, there is no city. But there is a scene, a light. You catch almost the silhouette of... A few figures. Something is drawing you closer. And even before you can begin to step, it feels like you're gliding. And that ring around you that is able to see what is actually there continues with you as you float toward this scene, up the hill. And mounting, you watch as one body lays on the ground they have a beautiful aura of green and blue and teal with this cosmic smattering of stars along their chest and the blue glazes over their eyes their long elven ears sticking out from silvery stardust like hair Sort of reminding you of Selvara, but different, masculine, powerful. They lay lounged on a rock, almost laid out to sleep or recover even. Someone stands with their back turned to you, antler horns protruding out into the night sky. A full moon seems to light this specific scene as you hear a voice, one you recognize, Ayas. It's the voice of Nyx as she says, Awaken, Awaken. Valserena. Awaken. Awaken. You are needed. needed. I need your your help. My lady, My of, the lady moon. of the moon. Where are, where are we? She does not turn around, but she scoffs. <laughs> you know exactly, you know exactly, where, exactly you where you are. This, this, this will one this day, will one day, day be, a be a holy city, city dedicated, dedicated to a holy, to a holy man. man. <laughs> I look at Silent. I am awestruck at the scene. When, when are, we? are we? Help me. Help me. Valserana. Valserana. He's so, He's so sad. sad. He's so He's sad, so that, sad I've that I've died. died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making like wide eyes at Silent and I'm just like, I don't know where we are, I don't know when we are, but I don't know how many many options options we have. have. If we're going to get back to the others, others. I don't know, maybe we should should try to help help wake this thing. thing. If this isn't deep, this isn't right, we have to do something. 
Are you with me? Are you with me? I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. And can we like walk over? I want to walk over <laughs> to Val Serena and just poke the bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> I uh, what? As I approach, how does Nyx respond? Yeah. So as you get closer, you can tell she's trying to keep her back to you. But once you get close enough to like touch Val Serena, she begins to turn her head toward you. What do you say to Val Serena to try to wake him up? Val the world of the world of trouble, and only you can help us help us get to the next space to where we where we can save this world. And suddenly Nyx's face turns toward you and a maniacal smile begins to grow like her mouth grows up past her eyes and her eyes split into five eyes, almost like an arachnid sprawling over her forehead, two of them burning red on the right, two of them bursting white on the left and a strange cosmic blue in the middle. And in a deep, layered voice, with Nix's voice and something else, it says, Save the world from who? Me! Nix's body backs away, and black arms begin to grow out of its body. The chest bursts, a purplish-black body begins to grow, the antlers go from sprawling stag's horns to these long, chaotic ram's horns. Oh my god! (laughs) A strange blue mist spilling from this (sighs) being. Oh my god! Its bottom jaw hanging out in a forever scowl. I am the first, the one who walks the abyss, waiting for the time to return. The first unnamed, the first to spend eternity in darkness. No! I don't know! We gotta kill it.